Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Prickly Cactus Podcast and Everything Hurts production. We got a wild one for you. I got three guests here with me today. We got Jay. What's up, Jay? Hey, man. Thanks for having us. Thanks for being here, man. <laughs> it was easy. We got Sash. How are you, Sash? I'm only here so that I don't get fined. Uh, good one. <laughs> and my other guest guys, uh, give her a round of applause. And Frank. And how's it feel to be out of the attic? You know, I'm just really loving life right now. You look uh, a little pale. You haven't had vitamin D in a while. That's what happens when you're uh, going through COVID and... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Frankie, guys. It's Frankie. It's not Anne Frank. Oh, boy, Quincy. Starting it off real politically going correct. Going for the Jews right from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Real good. No, I want to give a shout out. Uh, this yeah, episode. Uh, this is this will be episode number four here, and um, want to give a shout out. The response has been even even better than I could have um, ever imagined. Uh, we got we got pricks everywhere. I'm calling the fans pricks. <laughs> I like that. Um, but we got pricks in Nicaragua. We got pricks in New Zealand, and we got pricks in British Columbia and over the Western Canada. So shout out to you guys. Shout out. All right. I'm I'm only doing this for myself to listen. I'm glad other people are listening. I love hearing my own voice. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> Congrats, you guys! Congrats on episode four. It's been uh, it's been a slice. It's actually, been a wild ride. Yeah, yeah. Having fun with it. We're we're making it up as we go, trying to learn, and uh, you guys are instrumental in that. Obviously, on the back end, doing all the little stuff. I think having us on the show is going to be a learning experience. Yeah. Hopefully, not a regretful one. Oh, I regret nothing no regrets. so far. Literally zero. No regrets. I don't live my life like that. <laughs> if, I, if I did, I would never leave my house. <laughs> you would never make a podcast. Well, uh, so I'll go around. Um, start with Sash. Sash, what was uh, what was the best song? What was the first song that comes to mind that you listened to today? Um, well, last night while Justin and I were working late, we had. Uh, the five LP set of uh, Bruce Springsteen from 75 to 85 yes. live. So it's just a compilation of like all his best live performances. Nice. Um, Did they have um, there's, there's, Cadillac Ranch on that? There's Yes, sir. It, there's like, yeah, everything on it. But I think the stories are what's probably really great. Like when he talks about his relationship with his dad and his dad would like chase him out of the house and like, I can't wait for the army to fucking get you and they cut your hair off and make a man out of you. And then he like, breaks into the river and then the whole crowd just like loses their mind so that that was a big one um then he got mary pregnant and man that was all she wrote (laughs) um but that version of born in the usa unbelievable was crazy unreal energy you can tell that he's uh very passionate about that song big anti-war song absolutely yeah yeah. that's like a ballad right yeah big time yeah 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 what about you jay i just want to add a comment to uh Sasha's comment there. We were here late last night and born in the USA. We played three times back to back and uh, it was it was a banger every time. The so, trifecta. Yeah. And that's a, not easy when it's a record player. That absolutely. means you're going back and you're like <laughs> picking up the needle and dropping we're, it again. We were so. putting in work on that one. Worth yeah. it. Yeah. Big time worth it. Absolutely. Uh, today, so my birthday's not for another three weeks, but my wife ordered a hammock for me uh, for my birthday. Nice push, dude. Uh, Beautifully yeah. done. <laughs> Shorted a hammock for me, and it was a nice day today. And I'm not waiting till my birthday, man. Opened that thing up, set it up in the backyard, had a little snooze. But song wise, I was listening to the reggae version of Take Me Home, Country Roads. Oh, Country Roads. Reggae version? That is. It's uh, awesome. It's it's by Toots and something. Yeah. Yeah. Toots and Farts. (laughs) Toots and Farts, that's right. (laughs) Everyone's favorite reggae band. Love that tune. It was a nice little nap and uh, solid playlist. So yeah, awesome. Love yeah. love that you got the hammock. Uh, your birthday's whenever you want it to be. It's your birthday, right? That's right, man. You can choose it, just like your family. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Francine? What was your tune today? Um, I've been on the biggest, most degenerate country kick nice. with my girl Meg. We've been going through a real downward spiral. <laughs> yeah, our listeners know Meg. She was on a uh, couple ago. She was on two ago. weeks yeah. ago. Um, but she and I have been listening to Co Wetzel all day. And uh, Co Wetzel's a band out of Texas. And the song you're listening to is called February 28th, 2016. And I'm pretty sure the chorus goes, Critter, Critter. 
oh god how the fuck does it go it's like who's sober enough to take me to Taco Bell basically but it's like a wild, <laughs> it's like the That's- best song ever he goes critter critter who is sober enough to take me to Taco Bell there's <laughs> nothing more that I want in this world than a Crunchwrap Supreme with some fire sauce something like that it's just like I don't know cause he's got a song called C- Country Western which is spelled K-U-N-T-R-Y W-I-S-T-E-R-N Country Western that guy should join his spelling and it is like it's so fucking good and it's such a fucking (laughs) anthem for where I am in my life right now (laughs) where would that be exactly Uh, we'll get into it I'm sure let me uh, have another day hold on there she be oh yeah alright um, uh, you know, every day, if I've, le- if I've learned anything uh, from this year, it's one day at a time. One day at a time. Uh, one hour at a time. Reach for the stars so when you fall, you land on a cloud. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> cloud sounds okay. Yeah. Glad I'm drinking. <laughs> you make me want to drink. <laughs> yeah, um, to- yeah. Tony Robbins makes me want to drink, and that's probably who I just quoted. God. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> No, for me, um, uh, today it was um, Burning For You by the Blue Oyster Cult. Also, yeah. the Arsonist oh. Anthem. That's what that song is. Awesome. Very nice. Imagine awesome. it. I just picture angry people before they burn something down yeah. playing that. Hamilton's like the capital of arson, so fucking Really? Respect. Like the Ontario capital, you think? I mean, I don't know. I know that it's the hate crime capital of Canada. Really? <laughs> shout, Represent. Shout <laughs> on, yeah. baby. We do not endorse... Hate crimes whatsoever on this podcast yeah. at all, and I say that not jokingly. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I, when it comes to arson, there's a ton in Hamilton. Yeah, I, f- I feel like a lot of it's just insurance uh, scams too, it. right? Yeah, Isn't that for a thing? sure. But there's also like a bunch of there's a bunch of abandoned houses, and there's a bunch yeah. of people with nothing better to do. To be completely fair, like there's a bunch of people who who have. Nothing better to do, I guess. Great place to raise a family, Hamilton. I love it here. <laughs> I l- I'm so happy that I live here. So fucking happy. Outside of Toronto, like Toronto is so nice to go and visit. It's not the t- like I've said before on the podcast. It's not the place that I grew up in anymore. But yeah, um, Hamilton is such a fucking great place, and changing all the time. That is true. Anyway. Yeah. No. Um. And I want to talk about um, an ast. There's an astronaut that died this week. Who? Michael Collins. Michael oh, Collins. Shoot, I didn't hear. Collins, all right, yeah. R.I.P. Peace, not piss. Uh, for Jeez. Michael Collins. Um, just watched a documentary called Beyond the Curve mm. about flat earthers, mm. oh. and they're an interesting bunch. Yeah, shout out Mark Sargent. They don't reach for the stars, do they? No, <laughs> they, they they reach for the they top of the dome. Right they reach for the top of the dome. Dad joke, sorry. But um, no, no, don't apologize for a joke. We're here for any and every bit, baby. This is the PC podcast. Ten four. <laughs> You know, you know what our acronym is though, PCP. PCP. Yeah. Every time, I have, every time I save How a file perfect. on the computer after a session, PCP. Edit two. PCP. Perfect. Where are my pricks at? Goddamn yeah, pricks. Shows the pricks out there. Back uh, to your flat earthers. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Back to the flat earthers. Um, it's so funny when you get into any conspiracy because it's so much fun learning about new conspiracy, conspiracy theory, and doing the research. But it was the one guy, the one clip from the documentary is like, yeah, people think flat earthers are a bunch of nut jobs, live at home with their parents, don't have a job, and that's not true. And then next cut is a guy, Mark Sargent, living at his mom's house in uh, Metropolitan Seattle, and it's like, come on, that's what they were, you know they were like roasting them with that edit, like it was so good. And it's just, it's just funny how like, uh, they set up, um, it was a four, it was a four mile stretch of water. Mm in California and they put uh, six by six posts that were 15 feet high at three points around the river and they fired they had a high tech laser that would shoot um, right across at each post and they said oh if it shoots at if it hits the same Mm -hmm. height on each post the earth is flat if it hits a different varying heights on the post then the earth has curvature (laughs) and then then they do it and it doesn't hit the same spot 
No, they instead themselves. And then no, and no. Instead of saying the Earth, they say, "Oh, this laser! I knew this laser wasn't good." <laughs> <laughs> They'll never admit they're wrong, right? Even when you give them the most. Yeah. That's why it's so fun to have a couple bevies, beverages, preferably dehados, and then argue with a conspiracy theorist because they always have. Even if it's the most logical reason you're giving them, they always have the next like. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking Home Depot levels, man. <laughs> fucking bubble sticks. <laughs> Did you ever see that video of uh, Buzz Aldrin a few years ago at a press conference punching out a flat earther who said yeah. he never went to space? He punched no him in the way. face? Yeah. yeah. He, he was like yeah. 92 years he, like, old and he got down have... and just absolutely clocked I was guy. always attracted to him but now I am so much <laughs> <laughs> Summer of violence. Summer of violence. It's the summer of violence. What is Hashtag that? summer of violence. Hashtag summer of violence. That's, that's our... That's our not our... Not me, nope. It's our quote for the day. Well, it's supposed to be the summer of love. The summer of love and self-love is what Meg and I were talking about. And my girlfriend also, Effie, was saying that. And then we, I saw a meme that was like... We always drink uh, seltzers, like tequila soda in a can, mm-hmm. like Dejado. RTDs. Or RTDs, ready to drinks. And we drank like, uh, like vodka sodas in a can and all that stuff. And then I saw somebody posted, like, the picture of, what is it, Crown Royal and Cokes in a can, and someone wrote, no more seltzers, summer of violence on the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that is amazing, and now every time I post anything, I'm like, hashtag summer, summer of, of violence. violence. It's just so aggressive, I love it. That rings true, yeah. Yeah, summer of violence. Get someone, get someone hopped up on just Crown like and Coke, they will do... Just Ooh. like in the Bible. Yeah, you're bailing them out of jail. <laughs> I think if Kid Rock had a podcast, they would be sponsored by Crown and Kid Coke. Rock had a podcast. <laughs> yep. oh, nice. You know, uh, you seen that meme of Kid Rock on the beach, like where he's got like, gel- like- he's walking like yeah. With <laughs> there's so many fantastic edits of that, and there's a, a lot of bad ones too. It's like when you uh, when your son has cerebral palsy and you just want him to walk, and then they just did that. Oh <laughs> it's like you feel bad for laughing at it, but it's like kind of funny, very insensitive. Kid Rock is real low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Is he still People alive? People with cerebral palsy or not, but Kid Rock definitely yes, is. Yes, yeah. correct. Is he still alive? Yes. Um, probably. Probably. This yeah. world I, is... If, if, if you were gone, the world would be a better place right now. Who, Kid Rock? Yeah. I don't condone... Take that back. <laughs> I will not. I will die on that Let's hill. talk about it. Let's talk about it. I don't condone a lot of what Kid Rock does, but I fucking love him. Gotta love... <laughs> Some, I mean, oh, this is the thing about country music, right? You really have to. And with all musicians, too. We were having this conversation today in the car. It's like, if I... Oh, this is such a fucking hard topic to talk about, not sound fucked. But it's like, if I were to not listen to an artist because of something that they did fucking wrong, then I wouldn't be allowed to listen to almost any artist. Freddie Mercury, Bowie, fucking Mick Jagger. Like, let's talk about... like so many different artists and they're everybody does stupid fucking shit at the end of the day you do need to hold people accountable for sure but if something's an anthem listening to it every once in a while is it gonna do anybody any harm yeah and kid rock has some fucking anthems <laughs> oh, it's a bang the bang diggy diggy diggies in the boogies and i've trapped the boogie my name is Kid. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank Hot you fire. Hot fire. Hot dumpster fire. God, I love garbage. That's the, that's the case of like it's so bad. It's so bad. It's good. Right? It's so bad. It's Absolutely. good. It's so bad. It's, it's so good. Bad, it's good. There, there's a comedian I can't remember her name. Like Creed. <laughs> Creed. Creed is oh my, my favorite artist. Creed with arms wide open has been the anthem of was the anthem of 2020 for Morgan, Meg, and I, and like that was like that's just such a good fucking. Well, I've been listening to like people hated them because they were religious. And, Nickelback and Creed. I I've think they listening. hated them because their songs were kind of <laughs> trash. Yeah, for five years, and it's like that is a fucking anthem with arms wide open, like driving through the driving into a small town in Ontario, and like having that blasting when you pull up to like the local diner or the local corner store where all these guys are hanging outside thinking they're really cool and you're just showing up in your pit vipers with all your bitches and you're like oh with my legs God. wide open blasting with arms wide open I just heard the news today seems <laughs> my life 
That song came on my no, Spotify daily that. mix today. You're welcome. And I couldn't figure out why, because I've literally never in my life wanted, intentionally gone <laughs> out of my way and listened to Creed, and then I remembered fucking Frankie and Meg have that song we on. Like, fucked up your and algorithm. Your iPhone was listening to us while we were speaking, and so it put it on. It probably phone. did, because <laughs> it it's always list. listening. I was reading an article, um, I can't remember, uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah, yep. I, Ian. Sorry, Ian, yeah, but it's spelled Ewan. I prefer Ewan. Ewan McGregor. Canadian, yeah. But uh, <laughs> Canadian accent, I guess, or Westerners <laughs> butchering their names. Um, yeah, he he had, he had was in vacation in, in Africa, and uh, he got robbed. <laughs> he got robbed by, uh, by locals. I can't remember if... I want to say Botswana, but I'm not 100% mm. on what country it was in Africa. And he was, was like... Was it the Wookiees? I don't know if it was the Wookiees oh. or... Christ. No, that wasn't racist. No. It, well, was, it was a Star Wars joke. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody laughed. <laughs> it was a good joke. Long pause. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, did I say something bad? <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, you mean like, look at like, yeah, Chewbacca. Yeah. What does it have to do with Africa? No, it's because Ewan McGregor was a character in Star Wars. It was a good bit. It was like a layered yes, bit. I'm just too drunk to be in this joke it's right now. a great now. bit. It sure was. I'm naive too. I was like, is there like a I'm South like, African I'm gang called the Wookiees I don't know about? No, but long long story boring, he was uh he he got robbed and he's he was like, Yeah, I remember I was having such a great trip. I was having such a great trip. I was listening to Creed. I had another album. <laughs> And that's I was just laughing. So I was like, "Fuck!" Like, do you got any stained, bro? <laughs> Three you doors got any down. Stained. Goo Goo Dolls. Don't lump the Goo Goo Dolls. Don't you dare lump the Goo Goo Dolls in with them. They were way too soft to be. I hate in with the those Goo Goo Dolls. Creed is way better. They're the best. I'll fight you right now, live. They're the best. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're the best thing ever to come out of Buffalo, even over the Bills. What? I mean, I don't give a fuck about the Buffalo Bills, but they're not the best thing to come out of Buffalo. You should give the fuck about the Buffalo Bills. I've seen you break tables before. (laughs) (laughs) Does anything good ever come from Buffalo other than the wings? I love Buffalo the city. I have had so many good times in Buffalo. Like, not only going to see games, but like... I remember going there. For, Shout out to the seven one six. I remember going there with an ex and like doing a day trip and like going to the Albright Knox Museum is one of the best art galleries in North America. No kidding. And going in like I don't know, you gotta go get beef on Weck. You gotta go get like you gotta go to the original Anchor Bar and you gotta go get yeah. like buffalo wings yep. and drink cheap beer and like Frankie's know, like Frankie's like a walking Yelp ad. No, this is good. She's doing she's giving us like the I, Anthony Bourdain like, like tour of I Buffalo here. Nothing. Shout out Bourdain. Um, I love nothing more than going into, like, somewhere small. Buffalo is not small town, but, like, going into somewhere super blue-collar or Mm -hmm. just, like, different, something that I'm not used to and experiencing all of that. Um, Yeah, no, Buffalo's a great city. Buffalo's an amazing city. So is Cleveland. Oh, my God, I loved Cleveland. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, baby. Yeah. Cleveland's a good fucking time. I think I just said my words when I said Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Quincy knows all about the Hall of Fame. He's got one. I know know a lot about (laughs) Because he's a slut. I know famous holes. (laughs) Speaking of your holes, where are you going to put them in today? Well, it depends. depends what on size me. are you looking at? Um, I'll go. I'll go. Are you gonna go all the way like I did? Go for the extra <laughs> schmedium. You didn't go all the way right away. You had to work up. Bruce to that. Springsteen would go all the way. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, but see, he's the boss. He's, he's the, the boss. boss. You gotta bring some Absolutely. Springsteen energy into this. Absolutely. I will. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Bruce Springsteen had a hungry heart. I got a hungry ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just like in the Bible. <laughs> That's my quote of the day. <laughs> Just like <laughs> It's so funny, especially after a, a crude joke. <laughs> Just like in the Bible. Shout out to Jesus. What's that song on the record yesterday that we were listening to? Bruce Springsteen is Bruce Springsteen. Look at me go. Bruce Springsteen. Just a buddy. Uh, Adams. Adams Kane. Adams. Oh, um, Adam raised a cane. Adam raised yeah. a cane. Yeah, great tune. It's a hot tune. Great tune. Never. What? Well, I never heard that. He's well. He's got so many songs. Yeah, but. that's off. Uh, is that? I think it's off of Darkness on the Edge of Town. Great song. Great song. It's about Cain and Abel. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know anything about the Bible. Not a fucking damn thing. So educate me. <laughs> There's a lot of books on my reading list. That's not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. 
Amen, honey. Amen. <laughs> uh, thank you. Amen. Oh, my God. I've had so many people tell me, it's such a good book. Like, people should just love read it because it's so... Like, there's so many good stories. I'm like, mm, not anyone's that I want to hear and not the way that they've been portrayed. It's the way that people have told me to live my life and how to utilize my body. Hard pass. <laughs> This is what happens when you grow up around a lot of Italian people. <laughs> Sorry, With fucking you. shoe polish in their hair. <laughs> that was a great bit from your last one, by the way. It was true. Yeah. It was completely true. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, yeah, shoe polish. And what, what was what did shoe polish remind me of? Shoe polish is shiny. Oh, I was, uh, <laughs> I was at the grocery store this week, and I was shining apples on my shirt. Oh, okay. And okay. with COVID, people don't like you touching more than four fruits. Oh, I thought you were going to say that was the job that you've uh, taken on during COVID. <laughs> Polishing the fruit? You're just an apple polisher. <laughs> but it's, it's not fruit, it's just old guys like balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when you go to the grocery store, yeah. like, you know, you want a, you want the f- firm fruit, depending on what fruit or veggie you're going Ab- for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Fructose, baby. Fructose, baby. <laughs> no, but uh, so I my bit. This week, uh, I had my. I'm not trying to flex, but I had. I have AirPods, and oh. I put my. I put my AirPods oh. in, but I turned my Bluetooth off on my phone, mm-hmm. and then I put porn compilations on my phone <laughs> and walk around the grocery store. You, you, the looks on the people's faces is priceless. You had porn playing while you were polishing apples on your shirt, and then doing my whole that other grocery shop. Hate crime. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. People it's go, a good bit. Shut it's up. That's bit. like when people go and like take a pee in a schoolyard and then they get like. That's a terrible s- comparison. Then, no, that's like when they get arrested and like have charges and then like they're on like the what's it called like when you're on like the list like the sexual. Yeah, <laughs> sexual offenders <laughs> list. <laughs> I wasn't at a playground. I was at a grocery it store. It's full of dolls. You're still not allowed to sexually. That is. That is not appropriate. You can't just listen to porn, walk around polishing apples on your shirt, and think that it's okay, and people can't call the cops on you. No one did. They just looked at me like I was <laughs> off my rocker. Jesus Christ. You smoking here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no. Fuck me. Well, that was my Wednesday. God damn it. Invite me next time. <laughs> it's so funny. You need man. to text me when you have these ideas. Yeah. Before you text on them. <laughs> Before you act on them. I feel like you need some guidance yeah. in your life. Love you, kid. What the, kind Bi- of God? the Bible. God? <laughs> Just like in the Bible. God, Just is like that you? Bible. Oh, that's funny. Legendary. Hey, people like to read, so I I guess, hey, they're reading that. If they're getting something from it, just don't push it on me. I'm more power to any religion out there, whatever people are worshiping. Except for... Oh, sorry, I was waiting for something. Scientology. Scientology. Nice. Ah, Leo Tom Cruise. Sounds real fucking embarrassing to me. <laughs> so, L. Ron Hubbard is the founder of Scientology. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyone know anything more than that? He started it based on a bet. <laughs> no way. He was also yeah. a science fiction writer. Yes. He was a legitimate science fiction mm-hmm. writer, and like it's all a huge cash grab sort of scam where mm-hmm. there's so many celebrities that are actually involved. It's amazing, like watching The Handmaid's Tale, which yeah, is Elizabeth Moss. Together. Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist, and this fucking show is all about like the unwinding of humanity as religion takes over, mm-hmm. and and it goes back to the most biblical of times where women have literally no control over their bodies and she's a fucking Scientologist. Jeez. It is so upsetting. So what we've learned is anything is possible, follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. <laughs> never give up. Never take no for an answer. And if you Drink need a loan, keep your whistle you wet. <laughs> keep your parts lubricated. And don't fry bacon naked. Hey man, that's a good. That's good one. My dad, my dad always told me that's that. That's how I lost I like, my hair. I was like, that's a little weird. I'm like three years old, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Sage wisdom. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Paul. Shout out to Paul. Beautiful man. Speaking of uh, books, though, what's your favorite read though during this whole thing? Of all time? You've been read- no, not of all time. Like in the past couple of years, I know you've been reading a lot more. I know you just got a book recently. Yeah, I've been reading a lot more, but it's still. Uh, I always, I always misplace my glasses. My glasses, my glasses. I can't see a thing without my glasses. I always put them somewhere, and I'm reading without my glasses. This, 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 the, the, 
the, the, I'm stroking out over here. Uh, the dyslexia acts up. So it takes me a lot longer. Yeah. I'm stubborn like that, though. Like, a part yeah. of my brain is like, no, Q, you can read this book without your yeah. fucking glasses. You don't need those things. But it's like, no, you can't. I can't even no. get through half a paragraph. You put, you're you reading, put, but you're not actually yeah. reading. I love that you're just trying to power through. You're like, I can do this. I've got, you're like Rosie the Riveter. Like, we can do it. I you go, you go on Spotify and put Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or naked, yeah. Uh, so or slide if we're naming uh, favorite book let's keep back on track yeah sorry <laughs> favorite book is uh, Tropic of Cancer by Henry Miller oh give me the Coles notes please that's I'm not giving you the Coles notes it's very confusing it was banned for censorship for yeah. 55 years in the US there's an amazing you can find it online like the list of books that the US yeah. has banned you can find it and there's amazing literature in there mm -hmm. Who who decides that like are they banning like Jack London books and like classical? No, man, no, that's that's like pro NRA. Jack London, or, yeah, White yeah, Fang. They're, they're, they're Call of the Wild. Stuff, yeah. No, it's like Catcher in the Rye. Well, that's because yeah. that's because um, like, To Kill a Mockingbird has been banned in certain that states. That was such a good. Was a I read that in high school. Yeah, yeah. high school book. But uh, Catcher in the Rye. <clears throat> um, I feel maybe did they ban that because um, can't remember his name. The guy who shot John Lennon. Read that and said that was his inspiration loosely on. Oh really? Allegedly. Yeah, they probably saw it happen and realized wow they could like shoot Reagan in a heartbeat if anyone mm -hmm. wanted to after reading that book, so they Fuck banned Reagan. it pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, and someone still shot Reagan, but he got didn't away with finish it. the job. No. no, they should have done a better job. Should should have got Gabriel <laughs> Prince. That was another Princey. amazing meme. It was like Reagan waiting in hell for. Uh, oh God, what was it? It was like Reagan waiting in hell for uh, heaven to trickle down to him. Oh, <laughs> so trickle down economics. That's, good. that's, that's good. fun. That's a good bit. Adam Scott would be proud of that meme. Oh, he's great. The wealth of nations. Reagan's a trash bag of a human being. <laughs> Tell us how you really he, feel, he, Franco. He, he and his trash bag wife. Oh, okay. hey, Nance. Oh. <clears throat> right, Nancy. Yeah, it's like a fat she, dick. she she just says no. <laughs> She yeah. said yes to me. <laughs> You're an idiot. That's not funny. She had to mention, man. Not cool. It's not even about that. It's like no, I was. Oh. I'm just laughing because I don't know what's going she on. Was, she she was the puppet for the war on drugs. She, she was the puppet for the war on drugs so that they could yeah. go like take over South America. Who people are still in prison government. for? And yeah. also, not even South America. Like within America. Like, oh yeah. Mandatory minimum. African-American uh, Americans were completely fucking ravaged by the war on drugs. To this mm -hmm. day, there's so many people incarcerated for it, and they're like, they're legalizing marijuana, but they're not letting anybody out on marijuana charges. It is the most backwards thing ever. Like, you're allowed to make money off of and profit off of legalizing marijuana because it's all government regulated, yeah. like mm -hmm. tobacco. But you're not fucking freeing a single person <clears throat> who was arrested on marijuana charges mm -hmm. is the most hypocritic thing I have ever heard of in my life and one of the many reasons why the entire country should riot in my opinion cheers to that three days Fresh. grace let's start a riot mm. okay so you said tropic of cancer I think Zach sent us a quote last night yeah because I I, mm -hmm. I lent him that book cancer. Mm -hmm. oh did you oh, okay but it's hard like it's easy for him to read it was, it was really hard for me to read like I'm not mm. an experienced reader right uh, with, if you had your glasses, it <laughs> but even just even just the brain, right? Uh, it's mm -hmm. hard. I have to read things three or four times to mm -hmm. comprehend them fully. It's just it's just how it is. It's all yeah. good. Wasn't uh, the brain a character in Arthur? Also, Mister Ratburn, they would call you. Oh, Remember the brain? Oh, the brain. Oh, sorry for the segue. The sweater. Yeah, sorry yeah. for the segue. That was hot. That reminded me. Brought me I back. Arthur. You know, good one. Arthur Nostalgic. Was a really great show. It was a really good show. It's like one of the only children's shows that, like, to this day, <sighs> I would be happy to watch. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of trash. At, when I hang out with my friends' kids, and I like, I'm in my early, early thirties, but like when I hang out with my friends who are the same age as me that have kids, and I watch the crap that they watch now, I'm like. Fuck, I'd punch a baby to watch some Arthur. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I won't bring my baby around here anymore. I would punch a baby. Speaking of... To uh, like, to, I mean, like... Sorry, to to watch DW eat crisp, some spinach for, pie? I would punch a baby for a crisp cigarette, for a hot cup of coffee on, like, a Monday morning. So not to much. to watch some, like, legitimate fucking children TV. My girlfriend, her daughter watches, like, this weird shit on YouTube. She's got, like, her iPad, and, like, every time she turns it on, it's, like, this weird 
like Eastern European propaganda show where it's like this little blonde Aryan child who wears like a pink tutu and her and her little brother like <laughs> run around. And she told me that these people like make a fucking killing, like hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of dollars, like posting their weird <clears throat> children's show on YouTube. And it's like just them being like, and like going and like pretending to make food in and of it. It's like the weirdest stuff I've ever seen. Well, people. It's pe- so scary. It's so weird. And I'm like, your daughter's just sitting there watching this. People like, are uncensored. Who knows what this is? <laughs> this is so fucking yeah, weird. What if it's what if it's like a bukkake at the end of it? And well, it's like it's your daughter watched that. Bukkake, but like. <laughs> well, it you is, said what? If, what if? No, what if it's-, uh, it's not bukkake, <laughs> but like it is just a really strange children's show that has no actual words in it and like they're just watching girl i don't know it's like the richest blondest most perfect small child who is not a good example for young girls growing up in my opinion no uh, like from any walk of life just seeing like this random perfect child on youtube and like controlling an ipad and just being able to see that that's all you see i don't know Hmm. it is it's fucking strange to me Watch yeah. some fucking Arthur. Mm-hmm. Watch Arthur. Watch Franklin. That's wholesome shit. Franklin. 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 Oh, wow. When you house. sing it, it's weird. Coming to my house. Oh, fuck. Come on now. Yeah, come on, on now. Parker, boys. I hate this episode. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I love how it's like everyone on the show is called like bear rabbit mm-hmm. that's cute they don't call him turtle they call him franklin it's yeah like, fucking the ego on this turtle <laughs> right right <laughs> strutting his so stuff special <laughs> strutting that he's wear a hat yeah but uh no uh diving deep d- delving deeper here uh i wanted to since i have a woman's pers- since i have a woman here and then i have two fathers also here i wanted to uh because i don't know much about it and i was hoping you could shed a little bit of light on the um, the pro-life versus pro-choice so for and for anyone at home who doesn't know what that is if you could dumb it down sorry i hate to put you on the spot but you're looking at me because you want me to start off the conversation obviously (laughs) okay um to dumb it down pro-life are people who actually let's start off on the right side of history uh pro-choice people are people who believe that it's a woman's right to choose what they do with their body um, and pro-lifers are people who believe that a baby's life, or sorry, a fetus's life starts off on basically like day one, and that they have more of a right to life than a woman who is pregnant with them, whether it be from uh, ancestral rape, rape, um, pregnancies that are unwanted, really dangerous pregnancies. Um, I think that it's really important to. We were talking about this earlier, obviously. Um, well, that's that's the thing that that was I couldn't fathom. If I was, if let's say I'm a woman and I and I was raped, it was not consensual the sex and and you were be, pre- impregnated and I was impregnated as a cause of this rape. I wouldn't have a say in them. I would have to carry the baby to term so in certain people states. People that are pro-life are like, cool, have the baby and then you should give it up for adoption because there's so many people who want to adopt a baby. You should never be forced to A, carry a child of your rapist yeah. to mm-hmm. full term. The psychological effects of mm-hmm. like having that for Let nine months. alone have an, like, it's just so insane to me to think about like okay so there's there's certain places that have banned abortion under any terms the Honduras mm-hmm. the Honduras mm-hmm. recently banned abortion under any terms and that includes um, like medical procedure abortions where like women who have ectopic ep, sorry ectopic pregnancies where what's ectopic when the egg doesn't make it all the way through the fallopian tube into the uterus and it, the egg gets impregnated in the fallopian tube. So when the sperm goes up, it goes past the uterus into the fallopian tube and it impregnates the egg. So if a woman were to keep the pregnancy, they would die because their fallopian tube will burst and they will bleed out and literally both the baby and they will die. They've made that, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it's been fought um, but that was they're recently, trying to pass legislation. They're trying to pass to, legislation, or I think that they have recently banned it. And then there's obviously that's insane. They're fighting it. Is that why would they? Even, why would they even consider that? Like from a medical, like services perspective, are they me- tired of paying for that sort of? Like I don't understand it. How could you rationalize something that's doing something that terrible? I don't. 
It's because of a patriarchal society where women are not viewed as valuable as um, fucking almost anything else. And um, every state in every uh, country has different legislation, but... Every is, state in the United States, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. has their own... Uh, yes, and it's becoming harder and harder to um, actually have abortions in the United States, especially in the South. Uh, I mean, but, like, there's so much controversy everywhere. Like, in, in Canada, up until I'm pretty sure the... Sometime in the 80s, I think, maybe even Allegedly. later than that... If you were an indigenous woman and you got pregnant and you went to an abortion clinic, this wasn't in a white person's abortion clinic. This was like an abortion clinic near the res or on the res. You would have a forced hysterectomy, which means they would Mm -hmm. remove your uterus. If you went for an abortion, they would say, okay, you can have an abortion, but you have to have your uterus removed because that's your decision that you're making. And that was a form of genocide. Like there is so much female genocide that is associated with abortion and controlling women's bodies mm-hmm. and that's happening right now in ice camps in the south of the united states mm-hmm. women are having um forced hysterectomies against their will like they're going in for physicals in these ice detention centers and they're having forced hysterectomies without their knowledge it is such a huge humanitarian crisis it is absolutely insane and it has been going on forever and and most people don't know anything about it it's just such a fucking crazy topic to even fathom that women to this day don't have any control in the first world country and also the third world country. Like it happens all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's why. I, thank you so much. That wow, that was so powerful. Like, that's only the tip of the iceberg. I know yeah. that was only mm-hmm. that was only the second page of the whole novel, but I just didn't know. Uh, 90% of that so thank you very much Franco for enlightening but there's also like so many issues like if you talk about birthing birthing as well I I can't remember the exact number is and I'd have to like like, do another Google search but like black and indigenous and um, like uh, Latina women have like a I think their mortality rate during pregnancy and childbirth is like is like yeah like what is it? It's like one out of every three. It's yeah. Like no, no. It's like is it like three times more it's likely? It's three times yeah. more likely that um, indigenous and black women die during childbirth and during pregnancy than white women, and it's because of racial discrimination. Systematic racism. It's because of dis- it's systematic discrimination, and their doctors are normally white, and they don't believe that women are in pain, and they don't believe that women are su- like are going through something, and it is the most fucking unfathomable unfathomable thing to me ever like it is just so crazy it's, yeah. but it's a realism like it's, mm-hmm. it's totally it's reality for so many people yeah and no and that's uh guys you know it that's why we that's why i started this podcast to bring light to subjects that people don't like to talk about that make them uncomfortable and mm-hmm. those are the real topics like that's what yeah that's what everybody should be talking about like, yeah we're it should fucking, be mainstream we're five white people in a room talking about stuff that like that is particular to us and like what we go through but like talking about that is so important because your listeners Mm -hmm. are if i haven't noticed like what i have noticed already is like predominantly white because they're people that you know and this is like just coming off the ground it's just coming off the ground like we're just figuring it out as we go and i think it's really important. yeah we got our training wheels on yeah like it's just starting off like i think it's really important to shed light on really like just topics that fucking mm-hmm. don't deserve affect, don't, that don't deserve attention it. that but don't get the attention they deserve because mm-hmm. yeah they're the main topics for mm-hmm. sure <clears throat> yeah Couldn't not to more. not to put a total fucking dark cloud over what we were talking about no, it's, yeah we it's lost. important to talk about it though it's yeah. so important even the fact that we still call it a hysterectomy the, the word doesn't even mean anything medical that any time a woman was like uh, anxious or deemed to be hysterical Hysteric. Hysterical. They oh, would so remove. It comes from they would from remove that. the uterus, so it was literally like we're removing the hysteria from the body, so, and we still use that term. And when people hear hysteria, they think crazy, right? So yeah. I and changed that's, yeah, that's my Instagram backwards. handle to hysterical woman because I had an ex boyfriend who every time he and I would get into a fight, he'd be like, "I can't talk to you. You're hysterical," and mm. I'd be like, "Do you want to see fucking hysterical?" Because <laughs> hold men, my beer. Well, yeah, literally, but like, no. What, men, what was his name? Men, shut up. Men in the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> men in like the early. 
early 1900s could go to a doctor and say, my mm-hmm. wife is hysterical, <laughs> and they would get at-home lobotomy kits to yeah. give their own wives lobotomies. Wow. That is a real fucking thing, where you could put a fucking spoon up a, up your wife's nose yeah. or up her eyeball and perform your own lobotomy, which would literally give her brain damage. Mm-hmm. And, like, women obviously were unrattled and not okay because they had no fucking bodily autonomy. They had no rights to anything. They weren't allowed to work. No, All the, they yeah, the... were was fucking sperm banks. They were literal fucking just vessels for cum and just... Like, raising children, you'd have eight children, half of them would die. Like, you'd probably die during childbirth. You were 13 years old when you were married off, and Mm -hmm. you were property. Like, it's insane what fucking women went through. And that's only fucking the history of white women. Like, that's still going on in so many places. But when you say that, when you say that, it's like, oh, that must have been... People think, oh, that must have been 200 years ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. And you still have so much sure farther to come. sure 1975 was the year that women were allowed to open up a bank account without the signature of their husbands. So take mm-hmm. that fucking in. Yeah. yeah. 75, that's... 1975. <laughs> I can remember being 15 or 16 and my mom and I were at home and we were waiting for someone to come give us a quote on new windows for our house. Um... And after they came and took a look, they uh, they wouldn't talk to my mom about money and sign the paper without my dad there. Mm-hmm. She was a homeowner. Yeah. But they wouldn't, do it the, the, they wouldn't do it without, without the, the husband there. Air quotes, man of the house, yeah. they probably mm-hmm. thought. That's crazy. Yeah. To this day, like I, w- I would refuse to buy a car, take my car into anything without my father or my partner present. Because I know that men who are predominantly in that industry are going to either try to take advantage of me or outsmart me or whatever. Like, There's so many things that people don't give women credit for yeah people well mm-hmm. people are people are stupid and they have misconceptions we're all stupid about every person is a little bit stupid like we all are a little bit yeah. ignorant and there's so much that but we they have, have to learn they have um the people have um misconceptions like i know i know female welders i know female pipe fitters i know i know two dozen not two dozen, i know a dozen women that are in the trades which is a predominantly male field Mm-hmm. And but you're right, like you said, people when when guys see a girl show up to the body shop for an oil change or a tire rotation, they're like, ah, oh, she doesn't like. Do you want your husband around? Yeah, it's it's terrible that it, they still think that way. I I hope that changes. ASAP. Yeah, and I think that that's like the least of our worries. Like, we're talking about bodily autonomy and we're Mm -hmm. talking about things like. I I know. Just trying to relate it to something for me. So, we were talking about our favorite books earlier, and like my favorite book that I've read in the last couple of years was the memoir of um, Dr. Willie Parker, who is the last known abortion, like one of the last known abortionists in the South. Um, And he is a guy, he is a. Um, African-American man in his 50s, I'd like to say, maybe late 50s, and he lives in a bulletproof vest in his car in a disguise, and he travels amongst all of the last abortion clinics in the south of the states so that he can still provide abortions to girls, and his memoir is one of the... And he's a Christian man. He's a born-again Christian. He is one of the most thoughtful, educated people. And, like, I am... I was raised quite anti-religious. My parents are completely atheist and believe i mean i've got grandparents who fought in the second world war and and just believe that religion and men specifically are the root of all evil um but i like listening to him speak like he's so he he lives with a fucking target on his back and like he Mm -hmm. his his um mentors have all been massacred by pro-life right-wing christians fanatics fanatics who have like, you're pro-life and you're going to go and shoot up a clinic, which a lot of the time, Planned Parenthood clinics, I think, like, less than a quarter of what they do is abortion. I think, like, one-fiftieth of what they do is, an ab- yeah. is, is abortions. It's probably prenatal checkups. They and- do prenatal checkups. They do, like, mammograms. They do, like, STD tests. They do mm-hmm. anything. Like, mm-hmm. everything that is about uh, sexual wellness and if you look up the history of Planned Parenthood, like there's like it's been going back for so long. It's just it's just crazy. But if you're pro life, why do you think like that's the whole thing? It's 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 just this crazy idea and to think that a bunch of cells have more right to life than the woman carrying them or to think that the doctors that are 
in or just the people sitting in a waiting room have less right to life than a clump of fucking cells in a woman's uterus who have no memories, no, no nothing. Like they don't even, they don't, half of them don't even have fucking fingernails. Like it's just crazy to me. And it's so hurtful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. No, no, no. It's very stressful. That's all right. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, Frankie. Yeah. But turning uh, turning that around <laughs> instead of instead of uh, losing losing people or family, what's it like having family? What's it like when you create something? When you bring something into this world? And I'm gonna throw this to to Jay and then Sash. What's it like? being a father man yeah it's um i just want to touch on frankie's points too uh because that was very very well said and i learned a lot from that too so i thank you and yeah so did i i am i'm honored to be a part of this conversation and i also want to say that i don't belong in this conversation i'll tell you why i don't belong in this conversation because it's not my place to tell anybody else how they need to feel and what they want to do with their body so long story short pro-choice you need to make your own decisions you have the right to make your own decisions and the right to an education about your decisions absolutely yes Mm -hmm. and amen to that and to flip that sorry my pop shield here to flip that into everyday life and becoming a father and being blessed with an amazing child an amazing wife and the whole bit it is uh, something that is unfathomable and I try to bring myself back to it uh, every day and be grateful and appreciate what I do have. Um, having a kid is the best and cliches aside, it's the hardest fucking thing I've ever had to do. I can't do. imagine. It's, it's a, it's the, you don't have a, you don't have a job when you have the kid. The, it's your job. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, yeah. I and he's, your number one job, your number one priority, uh, and family becomes the number one priority, and then you have to juggle everything else, all your daily daily tasks, other work, making money, the whole bit. Everything so else in life, yeah. That's another conversation. Um, having a kid is the hardest thing, and it's the most rewarding thing. But if you are not ready to have a kid, or if you are not, let's say on the surface, you know, in love with the person that you are having the kid with. And this leads into mm-hmm. the conversation of whether you yeah. were raped, whether you were forced into this, whether it was an accident, whether you're not ready, whether you're 15, 16 years old, 30, who knows what the age is. Yeah. If you are not ready to have this kid, nobody should sit there and tell you that you need to put your life aside and put everything that you yourself is working towards like it's it's such a hard a hard thing to say but no, it's your right. life it's it's your life. it's your life i think that it's also just to sorry interject really quickly like i think that it's really important to say like as a, as a father i totally respect that as a woman being the one who's forced to carry the baby and and taking on these like n- like these 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 social norms where like you have to be the mother and i feel like it's so funny like talk to my friends who are mothers my girlfriend's like when her husband gets credit because he's at home and he's hanging out with the kid, she goes, no one would ever be like, you're such a good mother. You stay at home with your kid all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're like, oh, the he's such a good father because mm-hmm. he spends so, yeah. time, so much time with his child. And she goes, if I want to go out and like have a night away, she goes, I'm deemed not as good of a mother as mm-hmm. him. And it's yeah. so crazy to me. Another thing I wanted to bring up is like a lot of women in the States, when they go in for their, if they want to have an abortion, uh, not only being redirected to a false abortion clinic where people are like Christi- Christians that make you like convince you to keep in all this fucking other crazy shit, they they force you to have an ultrasound before you're allowed to have an abortion, and they yeah. make mm-hmm. you hear your child's heartbeat, and that is one of the most fucking like insane things I've ever heard in in a way of of tricking someone into keeping a child Mm -hmm. that they don't want Mm -hmm. sorry for interrupting no it's (laughs) like like you have you have so many you're well educated in this and i've never had an abortion but 
every I mean so many women that I know and respect have and I think mm-hmm. that like I'm just lucky that I haven't been in, put in that situation mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I went on birth control when I was 15 I like I yeah. got I like I got and I'm gonna be really frank right now like I didn't get my period until I was probably like 14 and Thank, then when thanks I thanks for being frank Frank and then I, when I was 15 I looked at my mom and I was like I want to go on the pill and she goes yeah sure and I'll mm-hmm. be really honest with you the reason I wanted to go on the pill was because I was the scrawniest ugly duckling ever and I was like if I go on the pill I'm gonna develop boobs and so I went on the pill that was your motivation didn't develop boobs but I never got pregnant mm-hmm. and I was on it until uh like I, I like I'm 31 I was on it until 29 and then I got off it and it fucking wreaked havoc on mm-hmm. my body like hormo- mm-hmm. like hormonally or emo- physically emotionally like, physically emotionally and like hormonally affects all of those things right yeah. like yeah. my like i like i went through puberty in my fucking 20 like 30s like my skin broke out in the worst cystic acne my hormones were raging i always thought that i was like chemically imbalanced and then mm. i got the pill and i was like oh i'm actually not that emotional i've been taking a fucking pill so men mm. can come in me to make to make men more comfortable and so that they don't have to worry about anything like I feel like yeah. my entire life has revolved it's around a, making men comfortable around not me. Not a fair trade-off. Cause mm. It's the men just like, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, I want bigger boobs. Not for me. So that men find me attractive. Oh, mm. I want to take the pill so men can come in me and I don't have to worry about getting pregnant and they don't have to worry about it. It's like, I feel like as a woman, you grow up thinking like a lot of the time your life revolves around making men more comfortable. I'm told all the time that I'm aggressive or I'm unapproachable and it's like fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I should be unapproachable and I should be aggressive. I want my daughters to feel the same way. How fucking dare... Like, I would... Yeah, when people say aggressive... Word. When I... When people Amen, say... Amen, When people say someone's aggressive, I was like, they're not aggressive. They're just passionate. Mm-hmm. It's not even a passionate. It's like, would you... Like, I've... I've I, there's so many women in the industry who are outspoken and mm-hmm. they... And they go off and I've had so many like my dad's one of them he's like oh that woman she's so outspoken and i love my dad but like every now and then he says something that i'm like mm, you're born in the 50s we're not doing this right now yeah. and he's like oh sh- like she's just like oh she's a figure of shit out and i go you would never say that about the men in your circle like we're in the same industry you would never say that about men who speak their minds and who are actually callously overspoken like who say shit that is so fucking offensive yes. men or like that shit rolls off their yeah. fucking back. And yeah. the second a woman says something that's outspoken, they're told that they're too aggressive and they're they're undigestible. Well, it's, yeah. What's the expression? When you can dish it out, but you can't take can't it. Take like, it. Yeah. men love doing But it's a, it's, it's a double standard, right? Like, no, yeah. It's a double it's, standard. It should go both ways. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like two years ago, Serena Williams called out a ref during yes! a match and like she was dragged over the coals for mm-hmm. months for it. And then you have guys like... Dennis, also Dennis like, Rodman, who haven't had to like answer a single question about their shitty fucking life and their behavior mm-hmm. and attitude. Dennis Rodman, who went to Vegas with Carmen Electra during the Bulls' playoff run. I love Dennis Jackson Rodman. Said, yeah. I do love Dennis Rodman. And is now Anyone, best friends with the leader of North Korea. The Supreme Leader. Well, <laughs> supreme he's not leader. the only one out of all of the Supreme Leaders of America. But no, Serena <laughs> Williams was also like... I, I, who was it? Who's the, there was a male tennis player who was like... Talking about being the like the record winner for a game he goes actually i think serena williams won that yes and it's like yes. women are held to a different it's like oh when you win an award mm. as the best female something mm. and you win it in a different genre of yeah. your award it's literally putting a fucking line in the sand yeah. saying yeah. you actually did better mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. are the best but because you're a woman we're gonna put you in a fucking box yeah, yeah they you're, did you're the same. second tier by your default. second yeah. tier yeah. like you actually were better than him yeah. But, but because since, you're a woman, you're in a different category. Yeah, it's like that. that the same thing with the NBA and the WNBA. Mm-hmm. The, Absolutely, the NBA. Absolutely. Get, the NBA is on ABC, NBC primetime. The WNBA is on ESPN two. Yeah, mm-hmm. ESPN like for the for the finals. But yeah, and it's it's not in primetime slots. Professional f- female hockey players in Canada still don't even actually make a wage. They get like a per diem, mm-hmm. and then like they're in the to, OHL. Yeah, and they have to pay like for all their own equipment. They, you know, they don't get sponsorships and endorsements, and they're basically clearing like five grand a year playing full schedules. So they have to work another job, or they're expected to have someone yeah. else there to support them. They've been 100%. fighting for you know fair wages for years, and yeah. But yeah. the net, but the networks say, well, no one's gonna watch women play hockey on TV. Like fuck that, we watch them every time they're in the Olympics, and they clean up every time. Mm-hmm. Why Canadians wouldn't we want to watch them hockey. every weekend? Yeah, I fucking despise as a as a as a as a 
youth growing up in Toronto, Ontario, I hate men's soccer. And it's because it is fucking awful. If I wanted to watch a fucking soap opera, soap opera, I'd watch a soap opera. I don't want to see men faking injuries and like Cristiano Ronaldo being paid millions of dollars to fucking like cry on the field and and whatever the fuck. But watching female soccer is so amazing. They play on fucking AstroTurf. Yeah. And those women Yeah, make, yeah shout out to Mia Ham. Shredded. Those women make peanuts compared yeah. to mm. and they're so much more aggressive and the sport is so much more fun to watch and like they make nothing compared to men yeah and also like caster semenya who was that olympic south african uh distance runner she was told that she was banned from running because she has higher testosterone levels uh-huh. than 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 other females and they're like oh you're not allowed to race anymore what and this they, is a real thing they told her that they said you're not you're banned from racing because your testosterone levels are higher. They're more on the male grade, so you because can't compete with women. But she's not allowed to compete with men either. So they're literally saying that this woman is not, like it's just. I, I this episode is not going to be enough to cover this because I am in <laughs> a boiling rage. There's going to be a part two. Right a part two. So yeah, <laughs> no, we'll we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do a segment. We'll it get we'll get Frankie on for every segment, guys, because. We should, I take, love, we should take live calls, like people getting yeah. in with their questions. Yeah. I want to hear more on this. Yeah, stuff. no, because, yeah. This is good. Like you said. Uh, it's yeah. just so fucking unfair, and it's always been fucking unfair, and I'm sick of people being like, fucking, oh, women are catching up, and men are so intimidated by it, and I have no fucking patience for it. We've been left in the fucking dirt for so long, and we're finally, like, so- finally kind of almost a little bit getting forward but we're not even thinking about like all the minority women who are being left behind totally. everybody else who's being left behind like like we're not even touching equality mm-hmm. not no, even you, fucking close well you say it and only fucking real men mm-hmm. only real men will have this conversation and identify it and give time for women to speak about it because every yeah. man who says I'm too aggressive because of the way that I feel can suck a fucking fat dick Woo! <laughs> Frankie I got a question for you Shoot, baby. So for the people in, sitting in this room, so Sasha and I, we both have young baby boys. So where does this change happen? Does it change now? It should have changed way fucking before. I understand it. But sorry. we are making a conscious effort to change this and to bring our daily lives and our young kids up in a world where we believe and we can support all of these, you know, uh progression aspects so where does that change does it change with i think it changes right like right now um yeah right here and this is obviously wishful thinking and we are just two fathers in this room but i i do want to let you know that there are people out there who are consciously making an effort and we may not do it right we may not do it proper we may not do it you know to the best that but, it should be, but we're but doing, doing the it. best but you're doing that we can. I think we right need now. to have these conversations yes. with our other guy friends for Absolutely. starters. Amen. Yes. Absolutely. Also, like you, like you were asking the question. I think that that's the biggest thing is asking women, like, mm-hmm. what do you think? Like asking, not even just women, like every sort of lesser spoken to and lesser known sort of person, like the first the thing starts like asking your wife like oh god okay so what are we going to teach our son like how should we teach him exactly to respect women i hate that whole thing like i've met people who are like i'm not a feminist because i believe in egalitarianism like shut the Mm -hmm. fuck up Mm -hmm. like you obviously don't Mm -hmm. know what the fuck you're talking Mm -hmm. about that is insane to me for those of us who don't know what's egalitarianism equality it's like yeah no shit but like nobody's equal until Mm -hmm. women and minorities are equal so it's like saying So this is a big example for me. It's like when I've got a lot of really, really ultra feminist friends and myself included, where like, I'll say men are trash. And the first thing that I notice is when men, when men say not all men, Mm -hmm. the problem gets brought back to women attacking men, as opposed to men being like, you have every reason to think that there's a fucking problem here. Absolutely. I had a I had a boyfriend who, when we first started dating, asked me, what's your biggest fear? And I go, is that a serious question? And he's like, yeah. I go, uh, men? I don't know. Being raped, sold into fucking sex trafficking, not being allowed to walk home at night, not being allowed to walk around topless, not being allowed to fucking breastfeed in public, not being allowed to fucking, like, walk alone ever. 
Like, yeah, the men list are goes my on. biggest fear. Like, the number one killer of women is men. And not to put a whole damper on things, but, like, that's the way that it's been forever. Mm-hmm. And it's not getting better. There's, like, this huge divide that's happening. There's this huge influx because of the internet and because of whatever of involuntary celibates and men who are going online and saying, like, oh, like, women don't like us. We sh- Like, it's their fault that they don't like us. It's, like... It's... Yeah. It's that's very so, arrogant. Well, it's just so dangerous. It's so it fucking dangerous. And, like, what I think men should do is... I look at you, and I look at you, and I look at you, and I know that not all men are trash. I There are so many fucking exceptions to the example. I have amazing men in my life. I was raised by an incredible father who would put his fucking life on the line for me any fucking day, as well as every woman I know who has the most... Outright, like my mom is a huge feminist. My dad's ex girlfriend, uh, sorry, girlfriend is a huge feminist. And like he and my brother too. My brother, my actual little brother, has taught me more about feminism than I ever knew. And the point is to not tell women like not all men are trash. The point is to educate other men why women feel that way, like what the yeah. statistics yeah. are, mm-hmm. why it's so unsafe for us to walk around at night, like why it is the way that it is. It's just. It's just I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's just giving it's just giving um, knowledge to men that the that they should have yeah. had that they should have had decades ago. Now from after hearing mm-hmm. everything Frank Franco said tonight, uh, yeah, we should have had this decades and decades ago. This sort of information. But, it's about yeah. raising your children the way that you would want your your spouse, your significant other to be treated, or your mother, mm-hmm. or whatever. And and like you hear this saying. Um, I, I didn't really, I didn't know how to respect women until I had a daughter. No woman has ever said, I didn't know how to respect men until I had a son. That has never fucking been a saying ever. (laughs) That is insane to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well said. No one has ever fucking said that. Women are so afraid to walk down the street at night. Like in, like in Toronto, I felt totally fine in Hamilton. It feels totally different, but it is a darker city where less people walk around at night. It is everybody fucking drives. But like it's a serious thing. Walking home at night is a huge danger. Like I've had so many boyfriends get mad at me for being like I'm going to walk home. And I've had a couple too many drinks and I'm like I'm just going to walk home. I just want to walk home. Like I don't want to take an Uber cuz it's just as dangerous to get into a stranger's mm-hmm. fucking car mm-hmm. as it is to as it is to um walk home. Um, yeah, and for me, going off what you said, Frank, uh, same, like, not the same thing. Like, I, I walk home, I walk home drunk a lot, very often, and I'm never, I'm never afraid for that sort of thing, but I am afraid of what my mouth does, and same. what I say to someone, what I say to someone, and then there's, this is a terrible analogy, but I've been alone four or five times and ran my mouth to people I shouldn't have. And it, it got me in trouble. It got me hurt. Same, Quincy, because I've walked down the street and had men fucking shout at me and I've given them the finger and I've been scared for my life in the middle of broad daylight. And I've also gone to a bar and just been told a man to not fucking talk to me because I'm not interested. And what did he and do? Felt da- it felt in danger. Called me a bitch. Tell me to go fuck myself. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. It's always... But it's tenfold. 10 times worse. It's 10 times worse for you. At the I- end of the day, like, I've been hit by men. I've gotten into fights with anybody but the point is is like you can run your mouth and you will get hit in a bar you can walk home at night and the chances of you being assaulted are far less likely than me and it is the way that it is and it's really fucking awful to think that the number one danger to women is men and that's something that everybody needs to fucking take into perspective the reason women feel unsafe when they walk home at night is because they're the risk of men like the number else? one danger to women is men yes 100% does anybody disagree with me like no like I don't think it's our sorry. place to disagree like, well, no, but, like it's true like what are the statistics like are yeah. women being attacked by women and raped yeah. by women in the streets there's yeah. been violent scissoring sorry. in the streets it's, there's political unrest I do yes I do I appreciate you actually taking a little piss out of it because I do feel like it's taken a turn and I do want this podcast to be funny and I want people to not turn it off and it to be approachable and to us to and for us to educate it at the same time but it's just such an important thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm um, speaking to that. I think, yeah, that's perfect. Perfect way to end <laughs> <Do> it. Do you? <laughs> Tell a joke. Tell us a joke, Quincy. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually would, I have one thing to add. Yeah, Please. Meg, what do you and got? I know I'm not a, like, 
regular announced guest on <laughs> the Welcome podcast. to the show, Meg. You Ladies are. and gentlemen, Megan Lowe. Will this pick me yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, you can lean in. We can hear you. I I want to bridge the gap between the fear of being a woman and the bridge of being a parent. A parent. Yeah. And I've always wanted to be a parent. Same. And I've never wanted to have a daughter. Because you're scared of what she's going to go through. Correct. And I'll say right now that <laughs> I have always wanted to be a parent. I have not had the privilege yet, but I have always wanted to have a daughter because mm. I don't want to have a son. So valid. And yeah. I feel like that is an interesting conversation. 100%. Because we should have me, this conversation next time. For me, <laughs> for me, I feel more confident in raising... A new a son genre. And a, yeah. <laughs> a new a, genre a, of man. A, a male. <laughs> yeah. To, to educate him on how, basically, to interact with a woman. <laughs> yeah. How and I do not feel confident in raising, in raising a woman. I do not feel confident in raising a daughter because I don't know how to protect her yeah yeah like, you won't sleep at night yeah ever like again. i don't know i don't know any other perspective I the perspective that. i have is my perspective and I that tearing uh, yeah like no I'm but like cry. that perspective has it's always scary. been powerful to raise a son because i know how to have that conversation mm -hmm. whereas i feel like with a daughter it's just like yeah good luck yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, it should, there should like punch her in the shoulder. Yeah. Like, kid, be strong. You got this. But like, no, I feel that. I fucking feel that. We're on the podcast next time. Thank you, Megs. Yeah. Thank you, Megs, for that. That's that's my cousin Megs, Sash's wife. Um, this was this got heavy, but like I do love good. this was really good. I do think it was good. I think that it's taken a different route than the other fucking podcast, but I think that it's really important to have these conversations. Absolutely. And and um and educating myself and everyone listening. All of us. As much as All we're the PZ mm -hmm. podcast and like we have time for everybody, like it's so important to shed light on these things and to educate people. Like I don't know the answer. I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm not a specialist. I don't know all of the statistics do your own fucking research don't 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 take everything that i'm like just go with it like do your research on abortion do your research on fucking statistics do your research on on all of that stuff like it's so important though to have an idea of what other fucking people go through especially when you're sitting in a like when you're a white man sitting in a fucking room with other white men and that is your experience it's so important to look at what the statistics are for other people because mm -hmm. you have no fucking idea. And as a white woman, that's exactly it. It's it's about making space for other people and it's also about like knowing when to shut up and let other people tell their stories and it's also about um, taking on the brunt of educating people when it's too emotionally exhausting for a, min for, for a, a minority person to do it. Like, I think it's more important for me to fucking argue about this with people who need to learn about it than my friends who are just fucking exhausted mm -hmm. with doing it all the time. That and shouldn't from be living it, from living it, guys from experiencing that should, it. Guys, that should never be an excuse for not wanting to learn something, being too exhausted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I don't. Think, I don't care what you've. I don't care how your day was. If someone's telling you something, yes, that's yeah. important. Listen up. Be yeah. attentive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I was saying is for people who are the ones who are experiencing it, like yeah, no, being too exhausted to just fucking tell another white person why they deserve the same rights that they do. Yeah. That's what I meant by yeah. it. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, be a good fucking human. Be a good fucking human. Raise good us. children. Uh, Drink another day hotto. <laughs> fuck your flashlight. Put a butt plug in. Uh, oh. Suck dick till you hurl. Just be a good fucking human at the be end of the day. Be a good human. Do whatever makes you happy, baby. Raise good children. All right. I love you guys. Fucking great conversation. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, cool. you guys are all great humans, and I'm honored to be in your presence all the time. Yeah. So. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I, I gotta go home to my to my bitch. <laughs> my yeah, bitch her, her dog, her female dog. No, my, uh, so, my wife. <laughs> yeah, they're scissor sisters. So, thank you, Frank. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, you, Sash. We're brothers. Love this you, has buddy. been another episode of the Prickly Cactus. We're on Instagram at 
Crooked Cactus Podcast. Everything hurts at Everything HZ Studio. Goodbye, guys. Can't wait to see you again. Hey, yo! Just, just like in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs>